Before your selected episode, here are a few words from supporters of the podcast. Next Generation Wrestling is an independent wrestling organization that runs professional wrestling shows in East Tennessee. We have been running shows since 2014 and have featured talented independent wrestlers from all over the world, with our shows being featured primarily on High Spots TV. Follow us on all social media platforms at NextGenTN to find out about upcoming shows. Hey wrestling fans, this is Eddie Shepard, one half of the guys over at Wrestling Recommendations, telling you to check out our podcast. Each week, myself and my best friend Travis Lasseter dive in with a deep retrospective and watch along to some of our favorite matches. We have curated a list of over 200 plus matches spanning over 40 plus years. We take all those matches, we throw them into a randomizer, and the very next week, that's the match we cover. Check us out at Wrestling Recom on Twitter, R-E-C-O-M-M, and Wrestling Recommendations on Facebook. And you can find us wherever podcasts are available. And let us bring our wrestling recommendations to you. Hello, you are listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast. My name is Ryan, one half of the titular Wrestling Purists. And we just wrapped up with NXT Vengeance Day, the PLE exclusively on Peacock. And overall, I would say that it was a good show. Uh, definitely overall in the B2C range. Uh, but let's start from top to bottom. As always, we open up with the finals of the Men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. It was Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker, the Wolf Dogs, uh, going over the Trick Mellow Gang. That would be Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And this was a solid match start to finish. All four guys uh, are definitely players. Uh, We already have seen... Baron Corbin for a long time established as one of the more uh, reliable workers. Braun Breaker is getting ready to go to the main roster. uh, So that's going to play out probably tomorrow night or next Friday on SmackDown. We've seen Carmelo Hayes in the United States Championship Tournament. What that means for the main roster for him, I'm not sure. But we'll circle back to that at the end of this review. And the same for Trick Williams. I do think that Braun Breaker is getting better. I think the trajectory that people had for him when he first won the NXT Championship, that trajectory is is not as is not growing, I think, at the pace that people want it to. But he's more of a slow burn and he's definitely expanding his moveset. So and it would and it showed off in this one. So props to him, props to this match. This match was very well done. And that was great. We move on to the no disqualification match. We have Dijak going over Joe Gacy. This was this is fine. It was your it was your typical um street fight or your no disqualification match. Nothing spectacular. Uh, I I 
I'm not sure how I feel about this new Joe Gacy character. I liked his character when it was him and Harland. Uh, obviously, Harland not there anymore, I know. But um, Dijak is always going to perform at a high level. The spot with the toy cars, I guess, was uh, it was different because normally it's uh, it's Legos or uh, something of that nature. But it was it was fine. Nothing uh, spectacular over top, but definitely predictable to say the least. Up next, we had uh, the six-person mixed tag team match. We had the we had the family that would be Tony D'Angelo, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo, and Adriana Rizzo going over OTM. That would be Lucian Price, Bronco Lima, and Jada Parker. First of all, Adriana Rizzo's accent is fucking atrocious. Oh my gosh, it's. It's okay when, like, Stax or Tony D does the accent because it's not thick. It's not heavy. People can understand what they're saying. Um, she is just cranked up to level 12 with the um, with the thickness of the accent. Um, again, just another okay match. Nothing over the top. Nothing stands out. Um, nobody stood out. Um, Adriana Rizzo and Jada Parker relatively new to the scene. I would say that they're about average to below average talent. Uh, nothing spectacular. Um, I was really looking for OTM to get the win here considering they haven't had a win, um, over the family yet. And I'm thinking, oh, well, they'll get the win here. We'll do the third match at Roadblock, but beggars can't be choosers. So the family wins another one and we move on. We had the NXT Women's Championship match, uh, Lyra Valkyria uh, going over Roxanne Perez, and Lola Vice. So originally this was just uh, Valkyria and Perez one-on-one, -on -one. and about um, halfway through she pulled a set, uh, Lola Vice pulled a Seth Rollins with her breakout tournament uh, cash-in and made it a triple threat, uh, and... She actually ends up being the one taking the pin. Uh, Valkyria gets the win there. Um, I think it was... It's tough to say whether it was necessary or needed for that third component to come into this match because the crowd was dead for Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyria. Um, Roxanne Perez, I'm not as high on as others. Um, Valkyria, I think, has a higher ceiling. Uh, she obviously showed that when she uh, scored off of Becky Lynch. So, and I think Lola Vice making that, being that third component, uh, definitely added something to this. So it was, it was good though. Nothing, nothing egregious here. Nothing, nothing wrong. We move on. Oba Femi uh, retaining his North American Championship against Dragon Lee. Another just uh, great performance by Dragon Lee. This is your typical bigger guy versus smaller guy matchup. Not as in a Rey Mysterio and Big Show type of way, but Obafemi, obviously a larger man by at least 100 pounds. Maybe, maybe a buck 25, buck 50. Um, obviously the height advantage, just a bigger guy. Um, but they definitely played this off very well. Um, 
I did get caught in the work about once or twice with Dragon Lee maybe getting the title back, but uh, good thing Obafemi retained solid performance, um, and I'm looking forward to see what else Obafemi can do uh, week to week on NXT programming to kind of make his character more than just I'm a big guy who can destroy smaller guys. And, of course, our main event, Ilya Dragunov retaining the NXT Championship against Trick Williams. Um, Kamala Hayes was in his corner, and this was a little overbooked towards the end, but obviously with due reason. Uh, we finally get the turn that everybody has been expecting. Uh, Carmelo Hayes takes Trick Williams out after the match. Uh, there were moments in this match where it definitely looked like Carmelo was out to sabotage Trick in some type of way. Uh, the spot on the outside where Carmelo swings, misses, and Ilya pushes him into Trick, but takes his knee out in the process. It looked definitely like that was intentional. Uh, but this was, this is the, this is our match of the night. It didn't go, um, as long as typical NXT main events have been going, but, and this show ended about, uh, 10.30, which for six matches, all of them over 10 minutes, that's a win right there. Um, and again, NXT is your third brand. You do not expect them to come out like the black and gold NXT and just go bang, 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 bang. Okay, it, it's just not going to happen it, because it's not a uh, stand and deliver. Okay, it's not it's not a bigger pay per view like or bigger ple than the takeovers were. So, um, so I did predict this earlier where uh, we would be getting Trick and Carmelo at stand and deliver once we get the turn. Um, but a big shout out to. It kills me to say this. Our new predictions champion, Jeff. Um, I took some swings on some stuff tonight, and I did not connect. So Jeff is our new predictions champion, uh, and he will be defending that here within the next few weeks. But like I said, top top to bottom, it was a it was a good show. Um, I think it's bookended by uh, two great matches, uh, with all matches, and um, yeah. Exciting to see what the... And they did make the announcement that Roadblock was going to be at the beginning of March. Which means that between now and Stand and Deliver, we have road Roadblock. So, again, very intrigued how we get from here to there and there to Stand and Deliver. So, it's going to be interesting NXT every every Tuesday night. Um, I feel like it's the almost the red-headed stepchild of the WWE family, but... Then I remember that main event is still a thing. So, um, But with that being said, those are just my very brief thoughts on NXT uh, Vengeance Day. Just as a reminder, uh, we did put out our um, Royal Rumble 2008 retro review last week. So go take a look out on that. Um, this will be tomorrow, um, our... Newest retro review of Travis Lasser will be out. It'll be Super Brawl 3, headlined by the uh, White Castle uh, Strat Match. So uh, between Big Van Vader and Sting, 
pretty pretty good match. Um, and then also coming up is next week we will have our good buddy Jim Montgomery on, and we'll take a look at No Way Out 2002, uh, where the NWO does make their return to WWE programming. So that is exciting. And please uh, stick on all of our socials at WPPod1. We are uh, doing a Black History Month, Jeff and I, um, where we are picking talent and just highlighting their accomplishments and achievements um, over the span of their career. So um, just a little sum, something from the wrestling purists there. Uh, but just to reiterate, you can find us, find all of our socials at WPPod1. Um Anywhere podcasts are streaming and available, uh, you can search the Wrestling Pairs podcast, uh, WPPod1. If you'd like to support what we're doing here at the Wrestling Pairs podcast, head on over to Buy Me a Coffee uh, and search WPPod1, and you can support the pod for as little as a dollar. Definitely appreciate all of the listens and supports and shares. Uh, it's definitely appreciated here from both Jeff and myself and everybody here at the Wrestling Purist Podcast. Uh, thank, thank you so much, and we'll be talking soon.